Welcome to another episode of the Bitter Jury Podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Westhoff, and joining me today is my friend, my original co-host, and the man who's been with me since Canada season 10. It's my friend, Charles Matthews. Charles, here we are, the first official episode uh, in the books, Big Brother season 25. Uh, Julie Chen's back, live feeds are back. Uh, feels good. It's a little late in the game, you know. Usually, we're doing this in midsummer in July, but we're here in August, and uh, we've got a house full of contestants. How are you feeling uh, now that uh, we've had the cast revealed? Can we say that I'm relieved? Um, <laughs> relieved in the sense of I'm actually excited, uh, which I get excited every year, but sometimes I feel as if things start and I'm watching the intro and I'm already kind of want wah Um, but I didn't get that this season. So I'm really relieved that my initial instinct, my initial thoughts are, are, are good. I'll, I want to dig into that a, a little bit more, but before we do that, I, you actually, for those of you watching on YouTube, uh, Charles, you beat me to it. I wanted to uh, mention that this podcast started as more of just like a, an evening social for us to get together, have some drinks and talk big brother. And so now that we're back to the original OG hosts, I wanted to cheers you. We have drinks on set. Cheers, we are gonna, we're going to have some fun tonight. So cheers to that. Let's get it going. Um, but yeah, diving kind of into that comment you just made before we get into my outline here. Um, I, I kind of wanted to see like, why did you have that reaction? Because I had the same thing. Like I, and it's, I can't even pin place it exactly, but having seen the full cast reveal, you know, Sarah and I, we, we recorded our first live stream podcast last night and we were kind of saying the same thing. We're like good vibes from this cast. Like, I don't think there's a single person on this cast where I'm just like, you know, don't like them. Like, uh, you know, the Frenchie or the Mickey or the someone who just like, I'm like, all right, that's the person I want out of the house first. Like, I, it doesn't matter who goes home this week. I think I'm going to be sad no matter what. And I just think like, you don't always get a, a cast that's, you know, just given this many good vibes. And so uh, I have a theory of why, you know, that is, but I wanted to see like, what is it that when you're watching the cast reveal, you look for and why do you think you feel so relieved about this cast? Uh, good question. I think that, you know, you ask what I look for and you do know that answer. I want somebody that's <laughs> going to shake things up a little bit. But there were multiple people who right from the gate, you know, as we kind of talked about in our draft episode, who are willing to do whatever it takes to get to the end. So I'm excited that. <laughs> for lack of a better way to say it, I'm excited that there's not a lot of people worried about their morals <laughs> this season. <laughs> okay. Um, because again, that's that's why I watch the game. You know, it's why again, bitter jury is kind of a fitting yet ironic uh choice for our for our title. Uh, because again, if you everybody's gonna lie in the game, you shouldn't be mad that somebody lied to you better than you know, you were able to do to them. So I just say, get over it and and give them the check. Um, outside of that, you know, I feel as if even with everyone saying that they're willing to backstab and they're willing to play the game, everybody just seems so genuine, 
which I think will probably allow for a little bit more drama later on, because, you know, as we've talked to some of the people who have been in the house before, it's such a crazy experience. If you're a genuine person, your feelings are going to get hurt, you know, regardless of knowing what's going on and knowing that you're going to get lied to. It still sucks to deal with it outright. And I think as a result of everyone just seeming like an awesome person that later on, once they start to create some bonds, it's going to make things a little bit more um, dicey, if you will. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, there was a good example on the live feeds today of the like perfect encapsulation of that attitude that you're looking for. It's like where you're willing to get down dirty, play the game, but still not take it personally. You know, Suri was talking to Jared, her son today, and I don't remember who they were talking about. They just got done with the competition and she thought somebody threw it. And so they're sitting there, they're working each other up. They're like, yeah, she's like, yeah, that guy's a dirt bag. Like no way. Like he definitely <laughs> threw that. And then they both like stepped out of their shell for a second. They're like, it is just a game and he is playing it. So like good on him, no hard feelings. And then they like came back into the game. They're like, but yeah, he's a dirt bag. And like, that's like, that's the clean fun. I want to see, like, yeah. have fun, get dirty, like play the game, fly backstab. But don't like cross the line to where it's like become something more than the game kind of like sure. last year became. So I think this cast has done a pretty good job. You know, they're, I I, don't, I won't do too many spoilers for you here, uh, listeners on this podcast. If you want the spoilers, go listen to the live feed stuff. Um, but even when there was a, I guess we call it a denomination ceremony where they took the four nominees down to two, uh, when they did that yesterday, uh, the whole cast still went over and comforted the person still on the block instead of like last year where it was like, all right, now that we have a house target, let's just ostracize her being Taylor last year. Uh, could have seen a similar thing happen this year, but I like to see that, you know, they still were able to give the person support and it just shows that like, it's a, it's a, it's a good solid group of people. And so I'm excited yeah. about the season. I'm excited about the cast. Um, and, you know, we can kind of just stay on this page a little bit. Uh, Cause that's kind of how the premiere opened up. Um, you know, we got to see all of the cast in the typical um, intro packages that CBS does for them. Uh, was there a, a cast member that, you know, their intro package changed your mind about your initial impressions or was did someone like stand out to you outside of, you know, what you'd seen in the pre-show, you know, bios and little clips did the intro package. And I guess in general, the whole premiere episode will stay a little big picture still, but did anyone really change? Uh, did your opinion change of anybody watching this premiere? Opinion change. I will say not that there's a ton of information to go on, but yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's a fair question. Um, I had, yeah, if I had to pick one, I'd probably say Luke, truthfully. Um, I don't think I realized that he was as much of a nerd as he is. And now that makes me kind of like him a little bit more because I would kind of lump him in that group of pretty people that I defined the other day. Sure. Um, but, you know, pretty nerds are are awesome. Um, you know, I'm a big geek. So anybody that's willing to admit that they're a little nerdy um, is okay with me for sure. What about you? Yeah, well, I will say I wish Luke in the house would be a little more genuine. He he did mention that he was going to play it a little dumb in his pre-show interviews, which he's been doing and people 
are a little suspicious. They think he's playing too dumb. Uh, but he's kind of he's leaning into the pretty boy athletic like macho guy like i want to group up with those guys and it's not coming off as genuine i think he'd be in a better position right now if he just kind of show revealed that nerdy side of him um so yeah uh looking through the cast you know i i i'm 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 a little biased i've been watching live feeds for like three days now and so like i know a lot about these players and so i i'm not sure any of their packages really like changed my opinion i also watched the show a little differently than you knowing that i'm going to be watching the live feeds like if i wasn't watching it live i probably would have just fast forwarded through all those intro packages um <laughs> but i i guess uh cameron i cameron's intro package changed my mind a little bit i you know he's got that uh do you watch snl at all sometimes he looks like Bobby Moynihan, doesn't he? Yes, like, he does. Is. <laughs> 100%. He looks just like Bobby Moynihan. But uh, I, I don't know. I just, my vibes just from his pre-show interviews and stuff, I I, I think I ranked him like 15th on my draft list. And so oh, wow. he was He was way low there. Uh, but when I got to see, you know, that he's a, a single dad and like, you know, that his background of being in the army and, and, and whatnot, uh, I I'd say that's you know I my opinion of him raised a little bit. Um, yeah, it's since dropped back down now that he's in the house. But <laughs> we'll get to that when we get to later episodes. I don't want to say I can't wait. I can't. I haven't finished listening to your uh, live feed episode yet, but I've I've started. Well, so I'm excited. E- even since last night, uh, I watching live feeds today. I'm even more excited. Uh, without giving too much away, just know that I think we've got like a straight down the middle 50-50 house that's just going to be going back and forth at each other, which those are always my favorite seasons. You've got like two big teams and every yeah. single week, everything's on the line. Yeah, It's more fun than when it's more of like a scattered, like one big team picking people off and they just don't know that they're like not another side of the house. Yeah. Like I'd like them to at least have a chance kind of thing. So No, for well, and I mean, we've talked about this Previously, I like seeing a nine to seven vote or yeah. a five four vote. When it it's boring to watch all these unanimous votes. Again, yeah. I watch the game to be entertained. I'm not going to be entertained from week to week if everybody knows everything that's going down. So now you just got me yeah. excited even more. And, and the way I frame it is, even when there aren't two sides of the house. There really are. It's just that the side that's not the majority group hasn't aligned themselves together yet. They still have some infighting. So it's like, let's not even let's get that crap out of the way to give yourselves a chance to go up against another big group. you got to be a big group. So it seems like we've got a pretty clean split this season and it's going to just be Royal Rumble all, all the way down the stretch. So looking forward to that. Um, let's just start off the top. What do you think of uh, Julie Chen? She's back for her 25th season. She, uh... Julie, Julie was back on today. I did make a note. Uh, let me see if I can find it here. If you go back and watch, she mispronounced the uh, "Go Apocalypse." She said, "Like Go Poc." Go back and watch it. It kind of made me chuckle because the entire time up to that point, I was like, "Julie's back. She, she's ready." I thought so too. Twenty fourth, but yeah, that one little flub, which. Mind well, you, I, she's making millions for doing that. It's okay to mess up here and there. Sure. But no, I thought she was flawless as always. Julie, 
Well, I, I wouldn't say girl. flawless. I, I give her like an 80%. She started off strong. Like, yeah. Yeah. I thought last season, especially, but even the season before, like every live show, she had like three, four mistakes and yeah. like just like off cues, mispronouncings, or just like her weird little positive phrases at the end that sometimes make no sense. <laughs> like, although though I generally do love those, even though yeah. sometimes they are a little out of the blue. Um, but last night she started strong. She was, you know, on her P's and Q's, hitting her cues. I think that rhymed. How about that? <laughs> um, but uh, I thought once we got towards like the competition time, and I think production can't kind of put her in a bad spot. We'll get to it later. But some of those games, I, I think they expected them to be a little shorter. And so Julie was sitting there having to just come up with like filler content while yeah. nothing's happening on screen. So I can't fault her too much, but I did think that uh, it got a little awkward there at the end, but you know, Julie's Julie, we're always going to love her. So uh, glad she's back. I did see in a preseason interview, she uh, said she wants her son to take over at some point. Cause she's not sure she'll be here for season 50. So Really? Maybe there's going to be a, a Chin uh, dynasty here on this okay. host. Chin Moonbiz. Chin Moonbiz. Oh, sorry, Chin Moonbiz. Right. Yes. <laughs> yeah, with peace, love, and whatever she says it means <laughs> of the show. So <laughs> doesn't really fit the Big Brother style. But um, speaking of things that don't always make sense, um, these prepackaged uh, segments, you, you know what? I'm going to split it down the middle here. I thought Big Brother did a fantastic job doing their like three to five minute recap of the last 25 years. Like I didn't watch, did you watch the episode last week where they had like their 25th anniversary? No. And I actually want to go back and watch it. Um, yeah. I, I, I didn't just see didn't have time, but I thought that first intro package that kind of was like the hype video, like, Hey, we're about to get into the 25th season. Let's look at some of the best memories. I thought Are you talking that... about that shit with uh, Frankie? And... No, 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 no. Okay, because that. <laughs> no, that's what. That's why I was splitting it down the middle. Okay, no, okay. I'm nice. talking about they <laughs> when they opened the show. Julie said like five words. They threw on a, a, like a package of like uh, the the brigade mm-hmm. and you know like Dan's speech. Sorry, Dan's funeral and and all that stuff. That was great. I thought that like brought back memories. Got me all hyped. I'm like, all right, here we go. Um, but yeah. <laughs> What I really wanted to get to was the house's theme reveal and the little video package they put together with uh, it was Frankie, Brittany, and, and Danielle. Is, is that who is Danielle, uh, right? Yes, I just, but I don't have words, I don't even, I don't <laughs> like, even want to talk about that. It was fucking awful. Like, like, who wrote that script and was like, we got it? Like, I don't, I, I, don't I, I feel like it was more, it was more like. <laughs> Can you see this? The face, yeah, Frankie. <laughs> I feel like it was more like CBS when they were planning this episode. They're like, we got to do like a little segment. Someone write a script and like they ran out of time. They're like, this is all we got. Just film it. <laughs> like get Frankie. He'll have big facial expressions. <laughs> yeah, that. That's a, that was my face the whole time. That, well. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and again, that's I had told myself that if you brought this up, that was just going to be my response. Like. <laughs> One, I'm not even sure I understand this year's theme, the multiverse uh, with four different themes. But before we even get to what the theme is, the intro package was three old alumni members are going to sneak into the house with a time machine. They're going to use the time machine to go back and replay their seasons, but win this time. But then they pressed the wrong button and it ended up creating 
four four dimensions in the house of different themes that have nothing to do with the past. It's it's scary theme. Uh, sorry, I, I I should have written these down. Oh no, I did write them down. It's the humiliverse, the scramble verse, the comic verse, and the scary verse. Like, where are we? What what are we doing here? I I, I like. I feel like they, they were just like, all right, these are the twists we want. Someone put together something to make it work. And they couldn't come up with it. So like, oh, space, different dimensions. I, I, I don't know what they were thinking. Can you explain it? I don't know what they were thinking, but I got to admit, I'm here for it. Again, the, <laughs> the nerd in me is all about the multiverse. And I like how there could be a multitude of different things go wrong um, yeah. this year. Again, I don't like how they introduced it. That was just that was just too much. And I have no I don't even know where to begin in trying to explain how it made me feel feel except for the face that I drew on my <laughs> notepad here. Um and sorry, but no, I, forgot, I think what's, what's what's like, this is a podcast. And so for those just listening, the face that Charles keeps showing <laughs> on his notepad is just that emoji where it the eyes are straight lines the mouth is a straight line and it's just like i've got no emotions leave me alone so sorry, yeah continue yeah. no 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 thank you I, did, I i forgot about that um but no i think the the multiverses are gonna be a cool twist yeah because it's gonna again it's gonna be able to change it up which i mean it's a big brother house so they could change it up anyway but i like that one of those orbs getting activated could just mean something different every time. Uh, so no, I'm, I'm here for it. Big picture. Are you a fan of twists in general? Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. See, this is uh, I originally I was too. And then when I became a live feeder, uh, <clears throat> I, the twists end up uh, affecting the actual game itself. Like when people are uncomfortable about what could come next, yeah. they end up not wanting to make a big move and just staying safe with their group until yeah. they understand how the game can play out further. And so I've learned to dislike uh, twists, but um, you know what? It makes it interesting. You know, yeah. shake it up, so, throw it in there. Exactly, shake it up. Not to backtrack on kind of where we've gone, but I had a note because I don't know if anybody else noticed this. So when Group Two entered the house. Did you notice how they were the only group that didn't immediately like say, hey, my name is blah, 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 blah. They tried to go outside and I'm guessing production actually told them to turn around and go back and to introduce <laughs> themselves. It, and I don't know why I caught that, but it was kind of funny because you see them enter. They kind of just do the whole, oh, my gosh, this is so great. And then yeah. they start to walk outside and they get there. And I guess the door wasn't open. Yeah. So they all turn around and then go, oh, hey. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't notice that. As you can see, I I, I have to pay attention to these. I, I'm like, let's get to these competitions. I want to see who's going to who's going to be the head of household, who's going to, you know, be the nominee. So I, all that stuff fluffed me. I'm like, all right, fast forward. Fast forward uh, so fast yeah, forward, I like so. watching. I like the nuances. <laughs> Which you would think I would be a feeder, but I, I just don't have time. Yeah, I know it does take a while. It takes up a lot of my time. It's it's on yeah. in the background right now. It's just constantly on in my in my in my house. At least when Gruskin's not home, like he is now. So, um, but speaking of yeah, the uh, transitioning to the backyard, uh, we got all of our house guests. I I guess one uh, switch of this year 
I mean, these are just minor things, but we have one premiere episode with very little personalities to talk about. So I'm really breaking down everything here. Um, usually they they bring out four and then they let them in the house and they bring out four, let them in the house. This time they brought out all 16 at once. Um, not that I think it makes a big difference. I just thought interesting, something to note. Um, but the big change this season, uh, now that we are getting to the backyard and the uh, games that we did play, uh, they changed it up for the first, I don't know if it's for the first time, but it's for the first time that I can remember, uh, that the opening ceremony competitions are not being played for a head of household position. It's actually the scramble verse. We're flipping it upside down and every loser of four different mini games is a nominee. Um, what were your thoughts on this switch up and, uh, did you, I've got some theories on, why, on how I think it affects the game, but how do you think it'll affect the game? Or do you think it matters at all? I think it matters for sure. You know, especially they came out of the gate and, you know, four people were nominated before, you know, I don't know timing, but I mean, in less than an hour, <laughs> you know, <laughs> at that point. So, of course, they're already on pins and needles. And as you mentioned, there's not even a head of household. So that's going to change up the game. Just from my perspective, if they continue doing that or if they do it later in the game, that's just going to mess up everybody's outlook on how they approach the game in the first place. Um, and I don't know if you know this and I don't know if it'll ruin anything, but so is the HOH essentially just taking two of those people off or four people staying on it, Spoiler alert. Yeah. So if you don't want to know this episode will only be out for 12, you know, 20 hours before the next episode reveals the answer. But uh, the answer to that is yes. When a head of household does, you know, take over their job is to take two people off the block. And so that's actually my sister and I had a uh, discussion about this last night. I think this is a has a huge effect on the game. Um, <clears throat> one, one of the biggest strategies you can have, or one of the biggest advantages you can get in that first week of the game is to become the first HOH. It's the center of gravity and power, and kind of lets you set up the board for how the game's going to play out. Like, I think. Uh, you know, I, I'm a big fan of, uh, of Taron Armstrong and his uh, live feed analysis. And he did a summer podcast where he like analyzed like what percentage winning the first HOH helps you to actually win the entire game. And it gives you like a 20% bump to have a chance of winning the game. And it, it's for good reason. Like if you're that first HOH, Every person in the house is going to make a point to come to you. Most of them are going to make offers to become alliance members, whether they like you or not. You yeah. just, and then you kind of get to pick, you know, who your people are and you get to like form that first big alliance most of the time. And it's really hard to fight against that grain if you're an outsider, not the HOH, trying to start a big group, you know, against the HOH. It's almost impossible. And so this season, without someone being named hoh for the first 24 plus hours like you can like this is kind of like why i think there was maybe such good vibes in the house is like there wasn't just like the all right we're first moments in the house there's already a, a power dynamic you know this person's the most important we had to suck yeah. up to them everybody it wasn't everybody level playing field yes there were nominees but like 
nobody put those nominees up and so there's nobody to blame no one to have ill feelings towards it was just look at the draw you know we lost the competitions and so it created a more friendly environment and allowed people to get to know each other more in that 24 hours before the hoh competition was played and really find their people that they gelled with more based on personalities than just power dynamics so i think that's going to be a uh a big I, I'm excited to see how the season plays out and if we can actually notice any differences. And then on, on top of just that, I won't reveal who became the HOH, but that person now goes into the first week with all of the benefits of being the first HOH, creating the power structure. Yeah, you're a day late, but you still, everyone does come up to you still, but you didn't have to get blood on your hands. And if you can manage to eke out not having to renominate somebody with a veto, then you've gone that first week with all the benefits and and basically no blood. Like you save two people rather than putting two people up. Um, true. So yeah, I, th I think Very that's going to be a big difference. Do you think that it's going to create a little bit of animosity though, like for the people that they choose to keep there? Yeah, I mean, no matter what, you're there's going to be hurt feelings. Like, oh, you didn't save me. But there's less of a lingering effect, I think. Like, one of those people is probably going home, so you don't have to worry about them. So right. one one person left over, and the worst feelings they're having towards you is that you didn't save them. So it's not like you nominated them. You didn't put them on the block. You just didn't do them the favor of saving them. So, yeah, there's, there's always going to be some sort of uh, downside to being HOH. Like, you're not going to just have all the benefits. But this is about as good as it gets. So. Yeah. Well, and I mean – you can throw that back at them, right? If if you don't want to be nominated, then just go win. Like yeah. you put yourself there. Exactly. So. Um, but yeah, so these games. Sorry, one of them made me laugh. Hysterically. I, like, I know. I so my sister last night said, like CBS basically built like this monstrosity of a set. And then, like, the games were, like, these little pipsqueak games. I was like, Sarah, you've got to go watch BB10. I'm sorry, BB Canada 10. Like, oh, for sure. I was like, in, in in Canada, they'd play all four of these games, and you'd still be just warming up. Yeah, that would be one game for yeah, Canada. Exactly. Um, uh, but I guess we don't have to go in any order. To, let's just start with which one made you laugh hysterically. I, I feel as if you're going to agree. The butt kicking. I was between that or the hanging one for different reasons. But... No, watching um, it's Kirsten, right? Yep. I could not stop laughing. Like I almost passed out. I was laughing so hard. <laughs> because because what, she... You could just read the hatred in her eyes. like. <laughs> and she was struggling so bad. Everybody else was like 30 kicks ahead of her. <laughs> and she was just uncontrollably i will say she couldn't okay, find a rhythm it was just you're like, gonna eh, have eh. To, you're gonna have to go watch this though um so that you have an idea of the reference i'm gonna make yeah but anybody listening if you go watch the Nicki minaj ariana grande music video to side to side just picture that video and think about SNL doing it as a spoof. <laughs> that was cursed. Okay. I'll have to go look that up <laughs> to get the full effect. It, I, yeah, I laughed so hard. Um, 
I felt bad for like blue too. I'm like it it looked difficult. And then uh like like that took a lot of effort. And like here you are, you're on national television for the first time, probably in your life. You did all your makeup, you got all pretty, you're smelling nice, you're meeting your house guests for the first time. And then you choose the wrong competition and have to put in vigorous effort for like six minutes. And I'm sure when you're done, you're sweating, you got pit stains, you smell a little and you're like, hi, my name's whatever. Like, it, I'd be so pissed. I'd be like, I, I'm like, you're making me look like a scrub on national television my first night. Like, oh, like let me get slimed. I'll, I'll be, I'll get slimed. I just don't want to be like pit stained and, and sweaty. Really? You were really thinking about that? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Like first, oh, wow. imp- first impressions, especially because they like kept zooming in on, on, on a blue and i was like she's got to just be working up a sweat with the amount how how hard she was working (laughs) well i'm interested too though because that was you know the humiliverse Mm -hmm. i'm guessing that throughout the season that everything's going to be a little humiliating like that can i spoil something for you uh sure so in the have not room uh every time you leave the room there's a spin wheel with numbers on it. You spin it. Uh, there's a bunch of ones, some fives, a couple tens, and two twenty fives. And there's a butt kicking machine by the door. And every time you leave the room, you have to spin it and do that many butt kicks. So it's not going away. <laughs> and it's so loud that like you can hear it from downstairs. So if you're trying to sneak up to the have not room to have a conversation, when you leave, you're basically like, everyone, I'm up here. <laughs> and every individual has to do it to leave or if if you and i enter together you can do the butt kicks and then we both go out we both do a separate spin oh wow so uh yeah i love this season but butt kicks are here to stay (laughs) comedic value i'm I'm sure it's got a job cbs yeah uh other competition so butt kick uh we had matt uh kirsten uh himan and blue uh I kind of like that was meant for like big muscular guys. Like they, the girls had no chance to keep up with them. So it was mostly competition down to blue and uh, Kirsten. And it was like, who's willing to sweat more on national television. So Kirsten lost that one. So she's nominated. <laughs> Terribly. <laughs> uh, let's go to the other one. I thought was hilarious for different reasons. Oh uh, gosh. The hanging game. I, I, I'm going to start listening for names of these competitions because I always just make them up as I'm writing out my outline. That's that's fine. <laughs> but the hanging game, you know which one I'm talking about. They're not hanging vertically. They're laying down on the ground, which is also a little weird. Like, <laughs> like the camera shot from above and everyone's just like flip face down on, on a mat holding on to these like rock climbing things. And then like, I'm not sure how much time was allotted for this competition or how many times they tested it, but I feel like they were prepared for it to go like, 90 seconds and then when it lasted like six seven minutes like i felt bad for julia like like i said earlier like she kept being like oh man like these these guys are working real hard like look how difficult it is and then she kept being like oh like the the part i thought was funny was that nothing was happening there was nothing to show like even the people watching the competition, like they weren't even making like surprising faces. Like, yeah. They just they were just like watching, and so it was just like cameras switching between people doing nothing for like six minutes. I was like, as a producer of much less watched YouTube shows myself, I was cringing on the inside for the producers of the show, being like, "This is terrible television. Like we've got to someone's got to like throw some oil on there. Someone's got to slip." 
And see, I was waiting on that. Um, and truth be told, I'm a big horror movie fan. So when they had the scary verse and they showed this big black thing in these hands holding onto them, I actually kind of got pumped because I was anticipating, especially when it made kind of the initial jerk mm -hmm. and you saw the tension. I was expecting them to get flung back into the thing bungee style that which again would have been way better for TV but instead he lets go and then idly sits there for <laughs> 45 seconds and then gets and dragged then, and then he slowly gets pulled in and he's just like okay he's like I'll see you see guys you. <laughs> so yeah that that comp was a letdown for sure yeah, and just for those watching, uh, that comp was uh, Riley, Luke, Red, and Corey. Corey lost. Uh, there's been some theorizing that maybe it was a little unfair. Uh, Corey being the shortest probably had the most like elastic range to get to his ankle and so probably had extra tension compared to the taller guys. Um, but that's just speculation. But terrible television. Uh, other two that we had, uh, we had the puzzle game, classic Big Brother, you know, take a 3D puzzle and make it fit. Um, so that one was uh, Nicole, Bowie, Bowie, Jared, and America. America blazed through it. She was done. My girl. Was she on your team? Yeah, of course she's on my team. I'm jealous. I think she might be my, like, after watching live feeds, I don't think she's in the best position, but I think she's my favorite player right now. She's a live feeder. So. I told you. I'm good uh, at picking them. That was that was a good choice, and yeah, so she blazed through that puzzle. Um, so she could be a comp threat. Um, surprisingly, or I, I won't wouldn't call it surprisingly, but the loser of that competition was Jared. Um, <laughs> which interesting because we'll find out later that he, although being disadvantaged because he's on the block, uh, will be getting a bit of an advantage at the end of this episode. We'll get to that in a minute. But um, anything you really want to elaborate on in the puzzle competition? No, it it was a puzzle comp. We see them all the time. Yeah, it was the uh, scramble verse, I guess, because yeah. it's a puzzle, so you scrambled it. Yeah, we're the, the writers of the show were like, oh, we're putting in our B effort here. <laughs> uh, and then the last one, the power grid, where you had to plug in certain cords. Uh, Jag, Felicia, Cameron, and Izzy. Um, kind of like uh, the puzzle game. Like Jag was on that. He was done in like a second. Um. And I, I still that. want him for my team. We were, I was thinking the other day, we need to think of some way that we can trade amongst ourselves Ooh. if we put people on the table. Yeah, we're having some a, a trade, like we're like a real fantasy like yeah. football kind of thing. Interesting. Yeah, maybe we can come up with a, a rule like that. Jag was my, uh, he was a favorite of mine before we did our draft, and he's, he's in a very good position in the house. So, um, solid, uh, player, and yeah. he won that game. Uh, Loser was Felicia. Could have told you. <laughs> I could have told you when she walked up the steps to that game, she was probably going to be the loser. So, uh, but did I, you I watch? Like Speaking of Felicia, I don't know, and I didn't watch the full thing. Um, but have you watched Tiffany's podcast at all? No, not 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 uh, not this year. They did kind of a, a pre-show. And they laughed so hard about Felicia saying that she was going to like blend in with the younger people. Zarek about fell out of his chair laughing so hard. <laughs> and I felt a little bad, but I also laughed um, as a result of that. But 
She's not the only one. I think Bowie said in her intro package she was going to lie about her age. I think she's like... Yeah, she said she's going to say she's 35 instead of 45 or... Yeah, something like that. Something like that, yeah. I can say so far in the house, she's kind of bonding with the older players. So her blending in as a younger player isn't going great, but she's, she's doing fine, so... Uh, but yeah, that was the game. We got four nominees out of it. Uh, we have Jared, Kirsten, Felicia, and Corey. Uh, Corey also got a bit of an extra punishment. He was dragged to, I'm going to get this wrong. The, the players keep getting it wrong, so I don't even know what it's called. Was it the nether world, the nether region? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it sounds a little naughty to me. <laughs> the the nether region. What, what are you, ooh, what are you into? Good grief. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so I guess the only other big thing from this premiere is uh, the reveal of Suri. So I guess first off, did you do you do you watch any Survivor? Did you know who she was at all? I knew who she was. Um, I watch Survivor, but I'm not committed to Survivor. So I could go in and out of a season or I could watch one season and not watch again for three years. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'll keep up, you know, with tweets and texts. Sure. But it's kind of funny. I have a friend who is a huge Survivor fan and I've been trying to get him to watch Big Brother for the past four or five years. And of course, he vetoes yeah. <laughs> that because he's like, Big Brother's stupid. I don't know. <laughs> um, also, selfishly, I'm trying to get him to watch so that I can now get him to listen to the podcast. There you go. One at a time. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. And so I texted him and said, you have a reason to watch now. And he goes, what's going on? And I said, we have a surprise house guest this year and it's Sari. And he started freaking out and he goes, oh, wow. I might actually watch because she's from when Survivor was actually still good. And he does kind of make a good point. Like the season she was on in that mm-hmm. time frame like survivor was fucking awesome <laughs> so uh we may have a new viewer because of her oh i appreciate your grassroots efforts um yeah so i mean i don't watch any survivor i watched i think season one and i got it on dvd at blockbuster back in like 1999 or something or 2002 <laughs> so that was the only season i've ever seen um but and so like when when they showed like the like hidden reveal before the commercial break of like the back of her, I was like, who is that? And I'm like going through all the people it could be. I'm like, no, it's not, you know, Tiffany, not Devon. Like she's an older player. I'm like, who's older that would be invited back? And then when they revealed her, I like it was meant nothing to me. I was like, I have no idea who this is. So I was like, all right, like how big a deal is this? Is this just like a simple crossover? And then um hearing you know from bb twitter from other big brother podcasts like this is a big deal yeah i i heard it uh uh, from the rob has a podcast uh premiere night episode they were comparing it to as if dr will or dan went on survivor like that level of legend player of the game doing a crossover show and so um now that i've heard that i'm like all right like that just made this season even more exciting like i don't have to know anything about her but to have that kind of comparison to be that kind of a legendary player like you just know like yeah 
it's the same game. It's just not, you don't have to survive. You don't have to go and yeah. fish for your own food. You're so not eating bugs. And- all those skills of manipulation of, mm-hmm. you know, creating, you know, groups of people that, you know, you know, people person creating comfort around, you know, your people creating alliances, like all those skills are going to translate. She's now got four seasons of practice. Uh, and I think maybe the biggest advantage is that like no one in the house knows who she is. Like we did see, so they don't know her. Oh, I guess yeah. So I'll I'll kind of well, no, I I do want that spoiler because not to cut you off. My initial thought is there's bound to be people that know her, sure, just because of her history of reality TV. Mm -hmm. So is she going to be an immediate threat as a result of that? Yeah, that's what I'm worried about too. Like when when yeah. every time an alumni comes back, they're the big target at first, and they have to like mm-hmm. maneuver those first few weeks before they get some uh, some shields up around them. Um, well, I before I tell you exactly how it played out, did you see at the end of the episode, like uh, especially during the credits, like Izzy and Jared were doing like a pinky promise, like whispering to each other. Mm-hmm. So people speculated, and they are correct. Izzy did like clock that jared was her son um, okay I'm, I'm not sure how i think she I figured uh, that's what that was too she apparently like went back and watched all the uh big brother seasons this year and a lot of the survivor seasons and did a bunch of homework before she came on the show so she clocked it like told jared before this sh- at live episode was even over wow so she's got so that kind of like created a little bond between the three of them, like uh Sari, Jared, and Izzy, like they they're sharing that secret. Um, nobody in the house in the house besides Izzy knows about the mother-son relationship. So that's completely secret at the moment, and they're not telling people. Um, although like, and you're you, sure of that, or do you as yeah, I'm sure of it. Okay, yeah. okay. From, from watching live feeds, private conversations, no one's calling it out, no one's even clocking it. Although I find it hard to believe because every time Jared's on screen, I'm like, you can see uh uh Sari, like same facial. Yeah. I'm like, once these people get you know, the newness wears off and they start that like dreaded boredom of like week three, four, they're going to start being like, huh, they kind of look alike. Why do you look alike? Yeah. I, and I was like, Sarah and I were talking about it last night. How do you navigate that? Like, say like, uh, you know, if me and my mom were in the house together, we've had family vacations. I would just like in week three, people would be like, oh, what's your family vacation you've always loved? And like, if I was, maybe I'd be like, oh yeah, we went to Yellowstone when I was eight. And then like separately, they go talk to my mom in another room. Like, what's your favorite uh, vacation? She's like, oh yeah, <laughs> went out to Yellowstone a couple, like about 10 years ago. And they'd be like, that's weird. Jared also went he to just said that. Yeah. <laughs> so how do you avoid those kind of like trip ups? I like, that's gotta be so difficult. And I like, he's calling her mom a lot inside conversations. Like you got to start cutting that out. Like yeah. you're going to be caught. So, um, but to break down how it actually is, um, is he's the only one that knows about the relationship. She did like, it was revealed that she played survivor. That's kind of like, I know we didn't see it on the episode, but it was like, that's why she wasn't in the backyard with them. It was like a special reveal. So she kind of like, let it know. She let everyone know that she played survivor and people okay. in the house recognize her. Like, Felicia went straight up to her. She recognized her immediately from Survivor. Corey recognized her because his brother played Survivor. And then Izzy. Um, everyone else, though, didn't really know who she was. And then even, I'm I'm a little, I don't know Corey how much he knows about her. Because, you know, brother on the show, maybe he knows more, but he hasn't let on. But even Izzy, like, 
no one knows the extent of who she is. Like, for example, they were having conversations in the bathroom uh, yesterday and Felicia was like, oh, yeah, um, Suri, tell them about like how many people you beat on Survivor. Uh, like, what place did you finish in? And she was like, which season? And I think Jag turned around and he was like, you were on more than one season. <laughs> so like they like they know she's somebody, but they, yeah. don't, they don't know how big a threat she really is. Yeah. And you can say yes or no, or you can expand on this, but how shocked was Jared? Like, do we get to see that initial conversation or? So I still, I couldn't tell you a hundred percent. He knew she was coming in, but I'm pretty confident. Like Sarah last night was trying to say like, she still thought maybe he didn't know. They did show what I think was their first private conversation on the live feeds that first night. And like, they got right into business. Like, Hey, here's what I'm thinking. Here's what's going on with me. And like, if you didn't know your mom was coming on the show, that first conversation, as soon as you're in private, you'd be like, what the heck, what are you doing here? Yeah. It wasn't that kind of reaction. So I think they both knew it coming into the house. And that's what I would have expected, but I was thinking back on, you know, his intro package and showing him zooming with her and right. her, okay, you're going to go win this and da, 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 da. We're going to go or not. We, but you're going to go do this. Yeah. I started to think, okay, maybe that was just super scripted depending on if he actually knew or yeah, not. I do think it was scripted. So, um, but uh, just to expand on like the whole situation, not only does she have an advantage, you know, with her, reality television history and playing similar game but i just think this completely like if we were redrafted today jared jared or or sari would be my first pick and it's because the biggest advantage you could possibly have in this game is to have someone you trust and know will not betray you that's what you're looking for that's why you know tyler and casey they make that pinky promise day one ride or die like that's what like you can rely on if you know you have someone who you can share information with it's not going to leak out and you can bounce ideas off of then you have an advantage and then if you can get into a scenario where you're on opposite sides of the house and can share information in between like you're going to steamroll this game so i just think like this like i I, I don't want to always refer to other podcasts I've listened to, but I like I see this podcast as just like a culmination of all the information I've gathered from listening and watching sure. and whatnot. And so And we're uh, better because we drink, but exactly. But uh I mean this sounds ridiculous, but Taryn gave like they were asking, what do you think the percentage of her chances are to win? And he honestly said 50 to 60 percent chance. Like she's that good a player and you have that big of an advantage having a, really? a, a relative in the house that yeah. he's that confident in her ability to win. So I think it makes for a fast, fascinating dynamic to the season. I'm mm. super excited to see, uh, especially like I wish I was a bigger Survivor fan because that's the reason I don't want Survivor is because you don't get to see the behind the scenes, what's actually happening. And if if I was a Survivor fan, now like for years having all this respect for Suri's game and now being able to watch her every single day oh how does she actually do the things that she does behind the scenes without the editor's cut on it uh it's gonna just make for good television yeah i know and i i don't know i'm kind of hot and cold on what i think the dynamic's gonna be overall you know especially since izzy now right from the gate knows who she is 
you know, if I'm on the other side of things and I'm in the house and I see someone like Siri, even if I don't know, once those conversations of the, oh, well, you've played Survivor more than once, da 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 that's red flag for me, right? Right. I'm not going, I'm going to do everything in my power to make sure you don't get there because you have proven that you know what to do. There's no reason I should keep you there. And obviously you can align with them. But again, if I'm Izzy, yeah, I'm going to align with you because I'm going to call you out on it and say, hey, I'm going to keep your secret. But I'm going to be having a conversation with about five other people saying, we can't let her get to jury because I feel as if that's going to be the defining point of if you let this person with a track record stay around, you're taking $750,000 out of your own pocket. I, I, you hit that nail on the head. I like, I'm shocked because I haven't seen anything like that so far in the house. And like, that would be the first thing, like not knowing any players from survivor, just if you told me you were on more than one season, yep. like, you were instantly top of my list to get out Target of the house. number one. You could have been the first person out on both those seasons, but you've got experience on how the game works and, and how people maneuver in games like this. That alone would make yep. you my number one target. And to know that that's you're probably, if you were invited back for a second season, unless you're David from Big Brother 22 or 23, <laughs> you're probably invited back because you're a good player and because yep. America likes you and, or yep. because you did really well. And so I just... It, it's shocking that it isn't more of a red flag, uh, but maybe that just goes to show how good of a player she is that she yeah. was able to quickly blend in with the rest of the house guests. No. So. Keep your, keep your, I'm not even going to say keep your friends close and enemies closer. I'm going to say keep your enemies closer. Like yep. she is going to be somebody to beat for sure. Yep. So that basically does it for the premiere episode. Um, really, I've, to wrap this episode up, I kind of want to see what are your predictions for how this week plays out? And do you have any long-term predictions now that we've had? It's been a little time with these house guests. Do you have a favorite going forward? Um, do you feel good about your team? And who do you think of these nominees is most at risk? I feel great about my team still. Um, obviously, I've not watched as much as you, but Red would probably have still been my number one pick after watching day one. Uh, you know, in in his comp with the uh, with the pulling of the scary verse or whatever, he showed that he's going to be a beast. You know, obviously he's former military too, so mm -hmm. he's going to be a physical threat, and he's proven that he is willing to kind of get tangled up in in the game. So super excited about that again, Luke and America. They had amazing showings in their comps too. So really looking forward to that. I will throw out there, um, and I'm probably going to mispronounce his name, Hisham. He, uh, oh, his, Hisam. Hisam, Hisam, yeah. sorry. I don't like him just because I think he has the most obnoxious laugh I have ever heard in my <laughs> life. I actually muted the TV at one point, so... Um, I may end up missing some gameplay if he's laughing a lot this right. season because I can't deal with that. I get the same vibes. <laughs> I, can't, I can't. I can't do it. <laughs> um, 
and and you know what this may end up being a situation like pooch where i trash talk someone and we end up becoming friends uh once know, we get a, to interview them but um yeah, that's a sorry. great point i i wasn't a pooch fan either uh when he was in the house at first and now yeah. we're, co- we're co-workers sort of so <laughs> yeah no that, and you all have your other podcast too that's it's freaking crazy yeah. um but other than that i mean this season you know i keep saying it it's gonna be great i, I think the twists are gonna be I don't know the twists are going to be different just because they're presented in that different way with a multiverse so it's going to add a twist on a twist which i'm excited about as mm-hmm. far as the four nominees i gotta look at our cheat sheet here jared kirsten felicia Corey. i mean worst position i would truthfully say Corey. Just because, as we've seen in past seasons, the older players, unless they're just completely wretched people, get through a few weeks here and there just because people don't look at them as a threat. So they try to get rid of somebody else. Um, Corey is young. He's athletic. I don't know if he reveals that he's a persuasive speaker to the stars as he did in his intro package. But um, yeah, I I would say Corey would be in a bad position since I haven't seen as much as you have at this point. Yeah. Solid logic there. I, um, I know too much to make a prediction, but I will say overall, how do I feel about my team? Well, I'd almost go in reverse order. My last pick, Riley, is probably my strongest player right now. Um, my first pick, McCole, I swear she wasn't on a single camera on the live feeds the first 36 hours. I was like, is she in this house? <laughs> so <laughs> I'm a little what was worried she doing? about sleeping or she's just like she's just quiet and like not coming out of her shell a lot. So I but I'm like, I'm like, where is she? They don't even have the backyard right now. There's like six rooms. And so <laughs> she just hasn't been around. And then uh, Kirsten's my other pick. And maybe I'm revealing too much about, with how this week goes. But uh, she's not in a great position. She's uh, a little <laughs> at risk. So, <laughs> I mean, but, you, got a, you got a little cocky there with your, I did pick the winner last year. I didn't um, pick the winner. I picked Monty second place okay okay but you do have to remember that in our first episode or in our first season oh together, you picked kevin i did pick the winner <laughs> so, so we're, we're like we're dead even right now oh yeah. no you're ahead you have a winner. yeah I'm, have a a little, I'm a little ahead yeah all right well see and and red gives me kevin vibes so if you've watched if you watch the season of big brother canada with us red gives me a little bit of kevin vibes so who, I, who, I who's your those. team it's red luke and uh america Okay. I already told you America's good spot. Red's yeah. fine. Luke, he's probably your weakest candidate right now, but For none sure. of them are in trouble right now. So yeah. we'll be all right. And uh just a little tease for all of those not following the live feeds. Um it's looking, you know, it is currently Saturday evening. We've played Vito uh earlier today. It's looking like we're going to have a split house down the middle. You know, we might have uh, an eight and eight, eight versus eight after this week, which 
uh, as Charles and I were discussing before the show started, that's when this show gets the best, you know, when you got a two teams going at each other, we're not getting any of those 15 to one votes, or I guess you wouldn't have 16 people voting 14, uh, 13 to one votes kind of thing. Uh, nobody wants boring television. So it's gearing up to be an exciting season and we're going to be here all season long coming at you multiple days a week doing episode recaps, live feed breakdowns. I'm excited for it. I know Charles is too. Um, that's going to do it for us here tonight on this premiere episode. Uh, we'll be back. I haven't told you yet, but Monday afternoon, evening, Charles, uh, we're going to bring Richard on and recap our Sunday night episode. Uh, and then we'll be back later in the week, Wednesday episode, Thursday episode, live feed recaps. We're going to be doing it all. So uh, for those of you who have joined us here on this new season, uh, thank you for listening. Uh, tell your friends about it. It's a grassroots effort. Uh, one listener at a time, as Charles uh, has said. So last word goes to you, Charles. Uh, final thoughts heading into this BB 25th season. Let's fucking go. Amen. I'm ready. <laughs> Amen. I'm ready for more White Claws, too, on these episodes. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to have to coordinate our drinks one day. Well, I don't really like White Claws. So I know. That, but. I know. We're, I'll, I'll go back to my Kentucky uh, roots and we'll do some bourbon. So. Okay. That's fair. That's fair. But All right. That does it for tonight. I'm not doing any big intros and outros anymore because they don't sound very good. So thank you for listening. And we will be back soon.